Welcome to Someone Had to Say It. I'm your host, Tiffany Red, and thank you for joining me. So for those of you guys who don't know me or follow me on social media, I am quite outspoken. And for whatever reason, I'm just not afraid to speak truth to power. And so I thought I would take that energy over to this show and over to this podcast and continue conversations that I'm having on my social media via my Instagram and the 100 Percenter Instagram, as well as the website and the conversations that I have in the community. Um, this is extremely important work to me that I'm extremely uh, proud of and I'm excited to bring to bring my voice to the podcast space and um, to continue to share spread awareness educate and grow the platform so without further ado here's episode one us and them so while it might seem like there are so many rappers that are being murdered. Um, the truth is, is there's so many black men and brown men being murdered. And because there's so many black and brown men being murdered, it appears like there's a lot of rappers being murdered, but that's because a lot of rappers are black and brown. The numbers um, are tragic. The numbers are devastating. And quite frankly, you know, the numbers are scary. 52% of all gun homicide victims in the U.S. were black men in 2020, despite only making up 6% of the population. That's real numbers, y'all. And these numbers are terrifying. So over the weekend, I did like a lot of research and I was on YouTube watching videos, watching interviews of late rappers and trying to catch their state of mind. Um, just researching, trying to understand the perspective and that part of the culture. And what I realized from that on top of just all of the conversations I've been having, my own life experiences, um, I arrived at, there really are just two different mentalities. And, you know, it's like there's a very specific sickness that is in the Black community that... um is in the underserved part of the black community. Now that sickness, that sickness is a result of systemic racism, white supremacy. I mean, the the history that our people have in this country, it has really, really broken down our um community it's broken down our trust in each other it's broken down our own systems um it's broken down our value of self and others is broken down our ancestry and traditions um it's broken down so much and it's divided us severely. And so I think when you have that much deep-rooted hate and pain, 
this is how it manifests in 2022. Yes, these things have, you know, long gone. You know, we're not in slavery anymore. And I'm air quoting because, you know, we talk about prison and that's slavery. But this is not, excuse me, this is not the 1800s. So um, I guess we could say we're not in slavery anymore. And so the way all of it looks and the way it all manifests in the present is different, but it's still um, rooted in the same thing, which is hate and fear and not trusting each other. And the thing is, is we have a lot of reasons to not trust each other. I think that there are people in the hood who want a better life, who want to go to school, who want to get out, who don't want to be a part of a gang, who don't want to have to shoot somebody if they try to shoot them, who don't want to have the the laundry list. But when you live in an environment where it's ran by that, there's a certain level of it that you almost are forced to participate in. And if you don't participate in it, then it makes you stick out. And if you stick out, then those same people bully you, pick on you, or way worse. So what does that young kid do? What is the young kid who we're trying to build all these new programs, all this stuff we're trying to do for them? What does that kid do when on their way to school, they have to encounter all the wrong people? And we keep saying as the adults, make better decisions. But every time they walk home, the bad decision is right in their face. And sometimes the bad decision is threatening them. Sometimes shit is not sweet. You know, I just... That reality is the reality that's been fucking with me for the last couple of days now. Like, I really... <clears throat> I don't know what to do with that realization that there are so many people who have made it their mission to poison the mind of our kids. It's like the more I do this, this research, and the more I sit with my own thoughts on this specific subject, the more conflicted I am. I think about the whole conversation around using rap lyrics in in court. And the more that I do this research, and I'm just like, well, I mean, if they're committing the crimes. Why am I about to like be on the side of the crime versus being on on the side? Like, I feel like the freedom of speech has gotten everybody so fucked up because it's like blurred the lines between freedom and hate. Hate speech is a thing. And I feel like when you when words are words are powerful, we watched the words of Trump re bring back breathe life into um into racism in a way that we haven't seen in decades 
words. Words have power, especially when words have power, especially when you put powerful words on a platform. When you put word, not powerful words, excuse me. When you put words on a platform and you reach a bunch of people, you influence people's thoughts. You reignite certain things. It's scary to see how irresponsible some artists are with their power. It's scary. It's scary to watch. Um, like I was on YouTube, just like going down a rabbit hole of just like, all right, what's going on? I'm looking at like all the different like internet beefs and like, you know, all the guns and the videos and all of that shit. And I was like, yo, this shit is scary. This shit is scary. Like, it's not even like, like, I'm just like coming, not, I don't come from that lifestyle, right? So I'm looking at that, like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of all those guns. I'm afraid of how um, so casually these guys are able to talk about taking people's lives. I'm afraid. And so if I'm afraid, if I'm afraid, now, mind you, I'm afraid because of my own life experiences. So let me tell you a little bit about myself and where I'm from. So I grew up in Jersey. My whole entire family is from Philadelphia. And so, like I said to you guys, last year, 80% of the homicides in Philadelphia were black men. Last year, um, gun violence impacted my family. Um, there's been two or three homicides on my parents' um, family business property in the city. All of them have been black men. Um, actually, the last the last homicide that happened, it was this year, The my dad talked to the victim's mother, and she said that that was her third child. She lost to gun violence. And it's just like, what? So then as you know, their daughter, I'm like, I don't want my parents to go to the business, you know, I'm like, cause I'm afraid. I don't want anything to happen. And, you know, my parents are both from the city, street smart, all the things, but still it's just like the environment is the environment. And even though they know how to move around in the environment, you know, that environment is reckless. And the environment doesn't value, or some of the environment, some of the people in the environment don't don't value life, you know, um, because they don't value their own life. And it's like such a um, a shitty a shitty headspace to be in because as an advocate, I have a big ass heart and I want to help everybody. Like literally, my goal is to get as much money as I can get from big corporations to give back to the community like that is what I want to do that means the world to me to help people it can be challenging to help the black marginalized community because within the black marginalized community is this sickness and so you know it's a it's it's a tough spot because you're like okay I need to still make sure I'm good to help people, I need to make sure that I'm good. And to feel like I need to protect myself from the people that I'm trying to help is such a shit feeling. And the us 
and the them feeling it's such a shit feeling because to me I was talking to my therapist about it today and I told her I was just like this feels like white supremacy this feels like racism in the result it feels like this was the plan to divide us to make some of us sick and to break our families break the home break the culture up and so now I sit in this seat as an advocate and I hear multiple sides of the story and you know I'm sitting sitting on this mic telling y'all I'm confused. I'm confused because the same men that I advocate for, lift my voice for, are the same men who were killing each other. These are the same men who would, who have robbed my friends. These are the same people who have robbed my family, have tried to kill my cousin have broken into my family business. These are the same people who have killed each other on our property. These are the same people. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's such a shitty spot. Now, mind you, this is not all of us. This is not all Black men. But when you have numbers as staggering as 80%, you can understand how people can start to assume that everybody is like this because unfortunately bad news travels way faster than good news. I think the other part that's really messing my head up is that I know for certain that there are some people who really just don't care, who are only about their money, who only see the fast life, who feel hopeless, who don't believe in any of the things that I'm talking about, who don't believe in the future, who, who, have given up or who don't give a fuck, who want to be bad, who like the life, who, you know, all that glorifying of it is real. That's how some of these guys actually feel. And so I think making my peace with the fact that for just as many people as there are out there who don't want this kind of violence in their communities, who don't want this kind of violence around their children there are just as many people who don't give a fuck that people don't want it around their children and don't want it in their communities and so when that's the reality then what do you do as one of the people who being 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 in the position where it's your people because like we already know what white people want to do to us they make it clear Cops don't have no issue popping us. And they scared. They're scared. They're fucking scared of black men. And you know what? Black men are out here doing some scary shit. That's the reality. The thing is, is, yo, you putting guns and cameras and, you know, killing people on IG Live. I was just on YouTube earlier today and I saw like some video that was like all the rappers that have been killed on IG Live. It's like that's a thing. So if that's a because to be clear, that's a scary thing. That's not a thing that any person would see. This has nothing to do with race. when you see stuff like that, that traumatizes the brain. That shit is scary. No, nobody want to be around that shit. Nobody wants to be around that shit. 
It's not racist to say I don't want to be around gang violence. It's not racist to say I don't want to be around um, uh, neighborhoods where they're where they're uh, doing armed robbery on people and shit. They're not even just robbing you. They killing you. Like, it's just, it's heartless, it's soulless, it's ruthless, it's evil. So if it's ruthless and it's evil and it doesn't give a fuck, then how do you handle it? How do you handle it outside of prison? How do you handle it outside of um, violence? How do you handle it? What are you supposed to do if nobody else in the community is stepping up to handle handle this issue because they're just as scared? What are you supposed to do? And then we defunded the police. So now you call the cops and no one's showing up on top of the fact that they're scared. They're pulling the trigger because they're scared some of them are racist too. Yes, I ain't gonna not say that some of them are racist, but some of them are scared. The neighborhoods they're in, the areas they're in, scary. Scary shit is happening in those areas in broad daylight. They pop PMB in broad daylight. So if people are getting that bold and doing that kind of shit why you think just because somebody is a cop that they're not gonna be scared for their life and want to go home to their kids too that's just not realistic and so i feel like as black people we're looking at this shit from a defensive state of mind like in a in a state of mind where we're not also considering our accountability yes this all is a result of white supremacy and systemic racism, but we also need to consider our behavior and our part in the bullshit. We didn't ask for none of this shit, fine, but we also need to be responsible for our own actions because everybody in the hood, everybody in the ghettos and the projects and all of that all around the world are not behaving like this. They just aren't. This is not just a result of poverty. I understand that this is a result of what happened to our people specifically, what our history is with white people in America. This is a this is a this is a sickness. This is a um this is a behavior that shows up in black people specifically because of our history in this country. And so What do you do? Because it's more than just resources. This is more than just education. This is more than just because we could build all these systems. We could build all these programs. We could we could raise all this money. But if we can't get these kids out of the environment that they're in or change the environment that they're in, then the odds are still stacked. So it's either the kids are removed from the environment or they're removed from the environment. Then we get into the how. People will argue the why. People will argue you putting black men in jail. I would argue just like Fannie Willis, 
if you commit in crimes in that county, there will be consequences for your actions. If you out here murdering and killing people in the in the neighborhood, terrorizing your own neighborhood, being a real domestic terrorist in your own community, why would we as a community not hold those type of people accountable? Fine, fear. I get that. I get that. But at what point do we do shit scared and protect our, 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 our future? At what point do we do shit scared and protect the kids? At what point do we do shit scared and protect ourselves, protect the elders, protect the culture, protect this shit that our fucking ancestors fought so hard for us to have? Everything that we have, every right that we have is the result of someone else standing up and saying, this shit is fucked up. And I'm not going to take it anymore. Your right to vote. The schools that you went to that were desegregated. You being able to get approved for a mortgage. Getting an education. Like... There, there are so many things that we have that we would not have if somebody did not speak up. And so I just, I sit in this seat as an advocate who's scared too, by the way. I'm not not scared. I just do shit scared. I don't know why. That's just who I am. It's who I've always been. And in this season... This season just is it's it's requiring so much more of that and people are not showing up. As an advocate, I'm really frustrated. I'm really, really frustrated. There are so many people that perpetuate this toxic behavior. There are so many people, even with the conversation about hip hop, it's like when we think about the music, it's like it's so layered there's the artists that are making it and them perpetuating it but then there's the record labels that sign it there's the managers that bring it in the building there's the ARs that bring it in the building so it's a it's a real wild um real real wild experience So I just got to keep praying. I have faith that God is going to make a way because God always makes a way. But I'm just really, really frustrated, disappointed, but really just frustrated. Like, I feel like I limit how much I am out in the world and how much I live now because of how violent the world has gotten. And it has created so much resentment in me. Like, I don't feel safe outside in the world like that. I just don't. 
because it's not safe. It just isn't. People prove that shit to me every single day. And so I'm constantly looking over my shoulder. I never feel safe unless I'm home. Completely safe. I never feel completely safe unless I'm home. That is such a shit feeling. It's such a shit feeling to go to Target and be watching, like looking around, just waiting for some bullshit. I feel like when I'm out in the world, I'm always looking around, waiting for some bullshit. And sometimes I run into it. Sometimes I don't. I just, I just want to know to the black guys who are not like this, what are y'all doing? Because, like, the narrative about y'all is being completely shaped by their culture, not yours. Us, them. And when you look at other cultures, it's like, dang, does, you know, where else, who else does this? Like, who else does this? And, you know, we were talking about, like, other gangs and, like, organizations and groups of people that, like, have hurt their own people. And so they were talking to me about the the Taliban. And I was like, dang, like, to compare the way some of these Black men in, in, in the hood behave with each other to compare it to that just feels so extreme but the reality is that's what it is it's genocide it's evil it's sickness and I understand that it's a result of pain I understand that it's a result of um things that have been out of control like I understand that and that's the part as an advocate that breaks my heart because I I I know what it's like to have a monster in you that you didn't make deeply I wish I didn't but I do and so I understand that dealing with the monster And dealing with your trauma has a lot to do with privileges. It has a lot to do with access, support, socioeconomics, man. It's money. It's money. It's access. It's privilege. That's why I say if, if I could just go get billions of dollars and just give it to everybody, I would. Because I know that that's what it is. It's being able to afford therapy. It's being able to afford medication. It's being able to, you know, get the proper help. Like trauma severely impacts your brain. It just does. It severely impacts your brain. It changes the chemistry in your in your body, in your mind. It just does. PTSD does shit to you. And left untreated and then while still continuing to live in an environment that just re-traumatizes you, of course, it turns you into all kind of shit. And so I feel like there's so many layers. And as an advocate, I don't know what to do. 
I called this meeting and it was productive. I met with um, some executives and managers and, you know, some people from the 100 percenter team and some of our um, advisors. And we had a lengthy conversation about all of this stuff that I'm talking to you guys about. And I left it feeling like, is anything that we're going to do going to be enough? Because the stats are crazy. And, you know, we always talk about access. You know, one of the first things that people always say is education. So while I'm doing this research, I'm like, all right, well, what do the numbers look like when it comes to education? Did you guys know that non-white school districts get around $23 billion less in funding every year than majority white schools. So if you're taking the dollars and the resources and the programs out of the schools, out of the community, and on top of the community being an underserved community, what the fuck do you expect to happen? Exactly what's happening. And so it's the cyclical issue that has turned into a cancer and spread all up and down the culture. So now it's all in the music. It's the only thing that's in the music. All we hear is shoot them up, bang, bang, killer, killer, killer. Codeine, fuck these bitches, and my pussy is, is wet and tight. That's it. That's it. There's no variety. That is it. Every now and again, we get a bomb-ass record from somebody like a Kendrick or... You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, the messaging is misogyny and I don't give a fuck. It's all I don't care. It's all, let's get this money. That's the only thing that fucking matters to me. It's like, yo, what else? The where, where the culture is at, where the consciousness is at, what's coming out of people's mouths, and you know, is is toxic and dysfunctional as fuck, man. And it's perpetuating all of these, t- all of these narratives. When you think about all of the shit that black people get upset about white people, you know, they racist, they said this, they say that. But then we uphold all that shit by saying all this fucking crazy ass shit in the music. All of the music is about killing each other. All of the music is about fucking bitches. And I mean, I hate saying that, but that's what it is. Fucking bitches, this bitch, this bitch, that it's like we looking for respect from people when we don't respect ourselves and we don't respect our 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 um our own community our own neighbors and shit like the expectation is ridiculous it's fucking ridiculous